Hey everyone, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. It has been a very weird day in history for us. It is January 16th, and this is Queer All Year. Hey everyone, it's Kat Jones again, your host, and I am here with my sound producer and hopefully not giving me the flu brother, Mick G. Flash Gordon's alive! Yeah, I named my cat after Flash Gordon. He's dead now. Today is going to be a really low energy day for us, and we're not really sure why. I mean, McGee has the flu or is sick or something, so that's his excuse. And I just shotgunned an energy drink, so by the end of this, you probably won't get me to shut up. So that'll be okay. Moving on to social media. You guys should be following our Facebook page. It is queer all year, and it is awesome. And I am amazed at how many of you are joining every day. It blows my mind. I'm so excited. If you are on the page, you should also be in our group, the Queer All Year Fam, where we can be fam. And I have a poll out there asking how long you guys like these to be. So if you want to weigh in on that, then you should go out and join the Facebook group. We are Queer All Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram and everything, basically. Maybe. I don't know much about social media anymore because I'm 31. So if you guys know, what is TikTok? TikTok's a thing. Maybe we'll get a TikTok. Um, and, ooh, we have a big announcement, but we're not going to make it today. So it's just, you're going to have to wait for it, and it's going to be very cool. But you're going to have to find out what it is. Um, if you want to get even more content... You can join our Patreon at the $5 level and get extra bonus episodes and bloopers and we might send you a letter, maybe some stickers if we ever get stickers because we keep saying stickers. Mm. And the biggest thing you guys can do for us is to subscribe and rate and share our podcast. If you subscribe, then you get updated every time we update which means you get updated every day which is very exciting and you automatically download you don't have to worry about it if you share then the same thing happens for other people and they get to hear how awesome we are and then they realize how awesome you are and everyone has a better friendship and if you rate please give us a five-star rating I hope you think we're worth a five-star rating but even if you're kind of on the fence Really, the only thing that counts, at least in Apple's algorithms, is five stars. Four stars doesn't do anything. If you get five stars, then it bumps you up in the rankings and more people get access to queer history and cool stuff that we say. And maybe sometimes I rant about a political thing and my mom tells me not to. So, yeah, five-star reviews. They are the best thing in the world, and we love you. So, I'm hoping my energy drink is kicking in. And let's get right into the stories. What do you say, McGee? Appearances are often very deceitful, but never more so than when a lady assumes male attire and in that disguise visits one of her own sex and pours into her willing ear a portion of the soft, sweet strains of never-ending love. There is something strange and romantic about the practice of the ladies making love to each other, for which we could never account. 
whether it is done through mischievous playfulness or a mere curiosity to know the secrets of others' hearts, or whether it arises from a desire to be revenged on the sex by a portion of it who have never themselves been favored with a lover, they only know who practice it. Thus begins an 1847 article published in Ontario's newspaper Hamilton Spectator. Yes, Canada, we're back. Shout out to our secret behind-the-scenes Canadian who talked me into making this podcast a reality. Woo! The article is alluding to Eliza McCormick, a, quote, buxom young Irish girl who was known to dress in traditionally male clothes and sought out relationships with women. She liked to walk around with a cigar and a cane, and I really want to hang out with her because she just, that just sounds awesome. Uh, the article was written um, not to address the fact that there was a really weirdly dressed woman walking around town, although that was obviously a result of it, but it was written because Eliza was arrested on this date in history. I am not going to put labels on her right now. Um, a lot of sources today call her transgender, and I don't like to label people retroactively. Uh, part of the article does say, the maiden of the would-be masculine gender rejoices in the name of Eliza McCormick. So she could either have just been gender non-conforming, or it could just be how freaking dramatic that article is. I don't know. I've never seen any account of her using male pronouns, and I cannot for the life of me find the name that she used while she was presenting as male. So if anyone can find that, please send that to me because I would like to say that person's name and proper pronouns. But so the thing about Eliza is that she presented as a man for around two years, maybe three, and had many sexual liaisons with women. And she even proposed to three of them. Now, depending on the source you're looking at, most of them say she was arrested for the last proposal. But I did see one source in Tag Magazine that implies she was arrested for her manner of dress and presentation. I'm not sure which to believe because even the article doesn't say that she was arrested. It was just talking about, boy, it's weird that she walks around like that. And isn't it cool that some women like to have sex with each other? Let's think about that for a little while. Now, the article does call her a female Lothario. And my English degree demands that I elaborate on that for you. Lothario is a character in Don Quixote, or he's a character in a story inside a story in Don Quixote. Uh, about a man who seduces his friend's wife, and it's way more complicated than that, but I am not going to go into Cervantes. It would take years. The name uh, has become synonymous with men who are selfish and unscrupulous when it comes to their sexual lia liaisons with women. And so with that in mind, I think a female Lothario is a woman who selfishly seduces other females rather than allowing them to seek male affection. That's all I can think that that article was trying to say because it doesn't really, it doesn't really fit that definition, I think. I'm not really sure. Now, she was arrested. I can't find any court documents, but it, I, I do see that she was imprisoned. While she was incarcerated and afterward, she was forced to 
dress in gender norms and act as gender norms required of her at the time. After that, she disappears, from what I can find. So, unfortunately, all we really know about her is from what we have of this article and what people have said about her in the past. And that is the story of Eliza McCormick. Next, we have a story from Louisiana, which is usually a fun place to talk about. Today, we're talking about Louisiana Supreme Court's ruling on unnatural carnal copulation in 1967. And that is a very strange phrase to say, and I'm probably going to say it wrong several times because I did not do my normal thespian warm-ups because I'm a disgusting thespian. So... For a long period of history, laws regarding sexual relationships between women either didn't exist or weren't really enforced. In fact, uh, despite any laws in existence, lesbians were, if not accepted, then generally ignored throughout the 19th century as long as they hid their sexual orientation and could be presumed to be simply very dear friends. It was even more overlooked uh, even before the 19th century if the women were married to men. And then from what I've seen in historical dramas, it seems to be like if you're married to a man, then like who cares what you do with other women? And that's historical dramas. So that's probably not true, but I figured I would bring that up. Go watch Gentleman Jack on HBO. Not getting paid for this. Go watch Gentleman Jack. You will enjoy it. So women who lived together, well, unmarried females who lived together were presumed to be spinsters. And the word spinster for me has always had a twinge of, I wonder if she preferred females vibe. So I think that's usually the connotation from back then. No one says spinster now, so always, not just back then. Uh, So in 1966, Mary Young and Don LeBlanc Two sex workers were arrested during an undercover police operation, and yeah, we're gonna call it entrapment, because, yeah. So, in this entrapment, they, quote, gave a show if the client paid extra. So the women were then arrested for crimes against nature, so you can imagine what the extra is. Maybe. Who knows what the extra is? That makes no sense. And convicted in a spectacular show of incompetence at every level of the system. They appealed their convictions in 1967, but on January 16th, their convictions were upheld by Judge Frank Shea. His ruling stated that the police officers who showed up to enjoy the show, because seriously, a lot showed up, testified that the women performed oral copulation on each other, an act he labeled as unnatural carnal copulation. This made lesbian sexual contact illegal in Louisiana for the first time. I'm sure it was, you know, obviously it wasn't a good thing because a bunch of cops showed up to watch it and then they were like, okay, now you're arrested. But it hadn't officially been considered within that law, which is strange. And I'm sure this goes back into some feminism you know, lack of thinking women could have orgasms type of thing, and I will probably go crazy on that someday. Mm, Check out the Patreon. You're going to hear such strange things on the Patreon. Um, So none of this is to say that 
Lesbians were never harassed or arrested or condemned any time throughout history. They, I'm not saying that because I know that and you know that and like your dog knows that, everybody knows that. So I'm just saying all of this that I just said is strictly to inform why this case in Louisiana was relevant and important and strange maybe? Not strange. Unfortunately, not strange. We wish it was strange. Here's something that is ridiculously strange. So I don't have any other stories from history for you, except that this is from Monday. So we'll call that history. And I found the craziest article and it has blown my mind and it's making me laugh. So in Florida, a bunch of Trump supporters decided to try and have a rally saying that Trump was a big supporter of the LGBT community. And I saw that article and I was like, okay, yep, going to talk about that on the podcast. So they had a portable loudspeaker, a flag that said Trump 2020, and an LGBT rainbow flag on the other side, and a two-year-old French bulldog named Trumpster who wore a Trump 2020 shirt. This is my favorite thing in the world. This, by the way, is the South Florida Sun Sentinel, and it's by Anthony Mann. Thank you, Anthony. You have made my day. It is a very, very good dog that we need to save. Um, so their, their little speech thing <laughs> did not go very well, and I love it. So only about 12 people showed up for the event. The loudspeaker failed, which meant that the five speakers were completely drowned out by two dozen LGBT activists who had the advantage of a working microphone, as this article says. It just cracks me up. Now, here's a quote from the event organizer, Andrew Brett. It starts out, Let me tell you, the LGBT community and Democrats, the greatest crime today is being silent. I agree, but it goes on. And not openly supporting the greatest president of our lifetime, Donald J. Trump. Okay, you lost the plot there, dude. You, just, just, you needed to stop with the first half of that sentence. And another one, another person said that Trump is a beacon of light, hope, prosperity, and keeping America great. So we're not only making America great again, America has been made great again and we are keeping it great. I don't understand our branding. I also don't really understand our president's take on LGBT issues. I mean, these the supporters I can see where they're pulling like, you know, what they want from things he said because he said so many things. For instance, he said he was in favor of the Matthew Shepard Act, which is something I believe in, and he's against hate crimes in any form, including against LGBT people. Uh, but then he also, like, called for transgender women not to be allowed in beauty pageants. And I'm not really sure how he feels about trans people serving in the military. I know, like, he's just kind of deferring to anyone high up in the military who says anything. But I don't know. I don't know what he believes. I just don't. I know he believes that... Elton John's marriage is going to last and that his partner is very awesome, but I also know that he says that marriage is between a man and a woman, 
So I don't know what he's doing, and I don't think he knows what he's doing either. I do know that, unfortunately, he was the very first Republican nominee who mentioned LGBT people in their acceptance speech. Now, what he said was that we have to do, he will do everything in his power to protect our LGBT citizens from the violence and oppression of a hateful foreign ideology. And he said that because just a few weeks earlier, the Pulse Massacre had occurred. And he blamed that on a foreign nationalist who was targeting the LGBT community. Now, I have some controversial but actually true thoughts on Pulse. It did affect our community a whole lot. I am not cool with Trump or really any other politician bringing it up in that way, especially to use it as a platform to talk about terrorism. We are not a platform. I'm not a platform. You're not a platform. As a matter of fact, I'm very upset all the time that our sexuality is a a political point. And I know that's how all the other advocates in the world feel. And it's very upsetting that we just have to accept it and use it as a political point. All I'm saying right now is that Trumpster the dog is a very, very good boy. And he needs to have the Trump 2020 shirt taken off of him. I don't think he likes it. He's a good boy. So in honor of all the good doggies in the world, I want to thank you for not naming your dogs Trumpster, unless it's ironic. I think if you did name your dog Trumpster, then you are a very interesting part of history. But we're all part of history. We're all making history right now. You are very important, and I love you, and say hi to your doggy friend.